You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. You can get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at blueberry.com. That's like a blueberry without the E's. So it's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. This is Into Tomorrow for the weekend of Friday, August 12th, 2022. It's our 27th year covering the latest in cool consumer tech. And we thank you so much for joining us. I'm Dave Graveline, as the guy said. I'm Chris Graveline. As the guy didn't say. No. But you did. Yeah. And we have three important reminders for each and every week now. What are they? Uh, check your, your spam filters. Yeah, because you probably have legit emails stuck in your spam filters. I found another couple again this week. Yeah. yeah. And? Um, back up your important data. Okay. And uh, keep a, a copy of your important data off-premise in the cloud or at grandma's or something. Um, and wash behind your ears. Oh, boy. <laughs> so now that's four important <laughs> reminders. But the third main one is to be sure to subscribe to our free Into Tomorrow podcasts. Because if you're listening to us on a radio station, this station may not have us on their air for a long time. I, that's all I'm saying. Is you never know what happens into tomorrow and around the corner. But trust me when I say you want to sign up for our podcast so you don't miss a minute of us. Because how could you? Good heavens. We don't want to miss a minute of you. It's only fair, right? Isn't that our relationship? It is. Okay. And we're coming to you from the Dexcom G6 Studios, by the way. Make knowledge your superpower for managing diabetes. Visit dexcom.com for more. And, of course, we have plenty of your calls to get to. Joseph is going to be coming up shortly. He says he uses several different email accounts, and they've gotten kind of buggy. Wants to know what we recommend. Okay. So we'll find out about that and then see if we can't help him out to be less buggy with his emails. But first, some tech news and commentary. If you're worried that artificial intelligence is getting too smart, talking to Meta's AI chatbot might make you feel better. Launched this past Friday, BlenderBot is a prototype of Meta's conversational AI, which, according to Facebook's parent company, can converse on nearly any topic. On the demo website, members of the public are invited to chat with the tool and share feedback with developers. The results so far, as writers at BuzzFeed and Vice have pointed out, have been rather interesting. Asked about Mark Zuckerberg, the bot told BuzzFeed's Max Wolf that, quote, he is a good businessman, but his business practices are not always ethical. <laughs> it is funny that he has all this money and still wears the same clothes. <laughs> oh, my God. This is the chat bot yes. that is saying this. Of course, it's Google's. No, Meta's. No. It's, it's Meta's it's own? Their, it's their own chatbot. Oh, my gosh. Okay. The, the bot also made it the clear. The bot's fired, I'm sure, by yeah. now. The bot also made it clear that it's not a Facebook user, telling Vice's oh. Janice Rose that it had deleted its account after learning about the company's privacy scandals. The bot said, quote, since deleting Facebook, my life has been much better. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No. Holy cow. That, I bet they made some quick changes. I'm sure they did. But that's fascinating to know. 
<laughs> I love it. See how artificial intelligence can take over? Yeah. Well, maybe it's not quite so artificial. It seems to know. It seems to be intelligent, though. <laughs> yeah. Gotta love that. Wow. Amazon is gobbling up more companies. Uh, they will now suck up iRobot. See what uh, I did there? That sucks. Yeah. The, <laughs> the maker of the Roomba robotic vacuum and other automated home cleaning devices in a cash deal of $1.7 billion. So iRobot, now being owned by Amazon, the deal will further expand Amazon's robotics and smart home offerings, which already include ring doorbells and the Astro Home robot that pretty much doesn't do anything anyway. Snapchat, the popular disappearing photo and chat app favored among many teens, has announced a new feature called the Family Center, which will be released globally in the coming weeks, giving parents the ability to look in on who their kids are chatting with. According to press materials, the new feature requires that both the child and the parent consent to the monitoring. Uh, I'm not quite sure why, because the child is a minor. They shouldn't have to they consent have to, you know, exactly. to be the parent. It's like, excuse me, I'm the dad or I'm the mom, and this is what we're going to do. Yeah. Uh, once a parent has been given access to monitor their teen's account, they will be able to see a list of their teen's friends and report anything they find suspicious. As designed, the tool would not notify a parent, however, of any alternative Snapchat accounts that a child might have. Yep. <laughs> so how very ineffective is this going to yeah. be? Well, and of course, this is all an answer to, to calls from lawmakers. And it's like all these social networks are doing the bare minimum, just what they have to do oh, yeah. to try to get by with these rules. And to get by before government intervention yeah. forces them to do other things. Yeah. But look, we're doing all this, Mr. Congressman. Mm-hmm. You know, please. But in the good news department, Ford Motors coming to the rescue of Kentucky flooding victims with two all-electric F-150 Lightning Pro trucks and two F-150 Power Boost hybrid trucks, which will provide electricity to volunteers helping victims, especially in Hazard, Kentucky. The trucks can supply electricity for power tools, lighting, and small appliances, and hopefully even charge smartphones and things like that while volunteers are helping clean up the community. So go. good on Ford for saying, we got you covered. Of course, only four trucks. How about send a fleet? Well, apparently they don't have a fleet because they're, they're just about to finally reopen order, pre-orders for those trucks. I'll have that story probably next hour. We'll oh. talk about that. Oh, so that's a tease. Yes. All right. Yeah. What else do we have this hour to tease Galaxy. Samsung folks had a big event. Oh, yeah. And we've got some things to share with you about that. They announced, for example, the Samsung Galaxy Z Fold 4. This is a phone tablet type device, also known as a phablet. Yes, we haven't really heard that term much the no, last couple of years. We used to. Yeah. And then it got away because people thought, well, how stupid. Well, leave it to Samsung to bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like last year's model, the Z Fold 4 has a 7.6-inch internal folding display and a 6.2-inch cover display. It's got a Snapdragon 8 Plus Gen 1 processor, so that's got to be a lot of speed there. IPX8 water resistance rating, a 4,400 milliamp per hour battery. So it's going to last a while, hopefully as well. Yeah, it's, got, it's loaded with a bunch of cameras. It's got a 10-megapixel selfie camera, a 4-megapixel under-display camera. It's also got a triple rear camera setup with a 12-megapixel ultra-wide, 50-megapixel wide-angle, and a 10-megapixel telephoto camera. 50-megapixel <laughs> wide-angle. Yeah, it's in case you want to you know, take a billboard size photo. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> and that's a lot of megapixels. Yeah. 
Wow. Um, it's uh, also going to be the first device to ship with Android 12L, which is a special version of the Android OS that's optimized for large screen devices like foldables. Because they've never had L or yeah. any letter after yeah. their various devices yeah. uh, or their various uh, operating systems. But now 12L yeah. for large screens. Yeah. And you're going to have to save up to get it. Uh-oh. How much do they want to rip me off for? Well, it's going to start at like 1800 bucks. Starting? Starting at $1,800. <laughs> well, that's nuts. But you can get it in three colors. Gray green, which I thought that was two colors. <laughs> but beige and phantom black. For 1800 bucks. Yeah. Starting. Right. Well, what else can you get for more money? How much more are they going to charge for what? I don't know. No clue? Well, you can pre-order the phone now. It'll be released officially on August 26th. So if you're hearing this on a podcast or a stream, maybe it was released, and you could be the first on your block to spend that kind of ridiculous money and have one. So you can get me one for my birthday, which I'll, I won't use. I'll just sell it and use the money and upgrade my iPhone. Well, don't hold your breath <laughs> because you'll turn blue. Yeah. Now they also announced the Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 4. Yeah, which is a 6.7-inch main screen display, and the cover has got a tiny 1.9-inch screen, uh, the same as the, the Z, Galaxy Z Flip 3, the uh, last model. A little tiny postage stamp screen. Yeah. Um, it's got an upgraded camera with a 65% brighter sensor than its predecessor. This one also has the Snapdragon 8 Plus Gen 1 processor, the same uh, water resistance rating. It's only got a 3,700 uh, milliamp hour battery, so it's you know, a smaller battery than the, uh, than last the Fold. as long, but then right. again, maybe it will because it's not as much screen yeah. that you'll be using. Memory so. configurations are limited to only 8 gig of RAM, while internal storage comes in three options, 128, 256, and 512 gig. Four color options are available. Purple, graphite, pink, gold, and blue. Why do they keep combining colors? Pink and gold are two different colors. Yeah, I know. Pink, gold, it's like gray, green. Gray, green. green. Yeah. Make up your mind yeah. for crying out loud. Oh, and this one, only going to set you back $1,000. Oh, so it's a budget price. Yeah. <laughs> it's the budget one. Yeah. It'll also be released on August 26th. Pre-orders available now if you're so inclined. And stay tuned. We're going to talk about the Galaxy Watch and other things that they announced, uh, including some new buds. These buds for you, maybe. Yeah. Different kind of bud. Oh, is it different yeah. kind of bud? Oh, okay. Very fine. But attorneys for Elon Musk are claiming in a recent filing that anti-social media Twitter misrepresented information about the company and its key metrics and distorted its value in an attempt to cause the world's richest man to agree to buy the social media platform at an inflated price. They said Twitter's own disclosures revealed that it has 65 million fewer monetizable daily active users. 65 million a day who can be shown digital ads than the 238 million that Twitter claims. Musk further provoked Twitter and challenged the company's CEO to a public debate about fake accounts and spam in the midst of the contentious legal battle over what was to be a $44 billion acquisition. Hmm. We'll see what happens in court. If you had one of Apple's studio displays, you're probably one of the many that have been complaining, including audio complaints and sound cutting out. So now Apple says they're updating it to resolve those many recent customer complaints. The update requires macOS Monterey 12.4 or newer. So if you've got an Apple studio display and been having those kinds of audio problems, look into that update as long as you have the right OS. 
WhatsApp announced that it would be adding several new privacy features to offer users more control and privacy protection. Uh, the first major update is the ability to leave a WhatsApp group chat without having to notify the entire group. Oh, you know, it's which, you something know, you always aspire to do. Yeah, I mean, you know, wonder all, why Chris hasn't responded. Yeah. I don't know. I guess he left the chat because yeah, you know the only person that will be notified of your departure will be the admin of the group, which is a big change from the current model, which awkwardly notifies the entire group chat of your departure. <laughs> awkwardly. You know, yeah. uh, another new feature is being able to control who sees when you're online. This is going to be my favorite one. Instead of having all of your family and friends see you online. And as soon as you go on the app, you'll be able to select who can and who can't see when you're online. Well, that's not nice. With this update, your online status will now be in your control. Uh, WhatsApp says both of these features will begin to roll out at the end of August. You know, I think they should eliminate those features altogether. Like, you don't like to allow me or anyone else to see when you were last online or even if you read my message or not. Yeah. No, 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 no. That, to me, that was one of the great draws about WhatsApp. Single check mark, it went out. Double check marks, it was delivered to your device. When the double check marks turned blue, you read it. So I anticipate some sort of a response. Well, if, if you want to see that I've, you know immediately gotten your question, then just call me and ask me the question. I don't use a phone (laughs) for phone calls. What are you, crazy? It's 2022. Then then the trade-off is you send me a message on one of your 600 different messaging apps that you use, and you wait for a response. Or the trade-off is you're fired. (laughs) Well, Well, there's that. No, no. That would be extreme, but could happen. It could happen. Be sure and sign up for a free podcast before that could happen. Anti-social fake book owner Meta is quietly curtailing some of the safeguards designed to thwart voting misinformation or foreign interference in U.S. elections as the November midterm votes approach. So you got to wonder, what are they up to again? Hmm. Makes me wonder, that's for sure. Joseph in Pennsylvania, somewhere, pretty big state, but somewhere in Pennsylvania, participating with the Ask Dave button. We love you for doing that at intotomorrow.com. Hey, Joseph. I use several different email accounts, and over the years I've used one uh, app that kind of consolidates things. It's pretty easy to use, or it's been easy to use anyway, and they have a sister app called Bluemail, and it's lately they've gotten kind of buggy and hard to use. Um, I've tried a few other email apps that are kind of, some of them are a little bit more on the bizarre side or uh, extremely uh, not intuitive. Is there anything you could recommend for that, especially for mobile, for either Apple or for Android? Well, Joseph, 99% of people just stick to their stock email apps. And there's good reason for that. For example, the iOS mail app can handle multiple accounts. It gives you a unified inbox. It can delete, archive, mark as read and unread, flag, format text and attach images, videos and random files. And really, what else do you need? Uh, Android phones have more variety since each manufacturer tends to try to shoehorn their own email app. But still, they all basically do the basics, so few people bother to replace them. 
In iOS, you can give SparkMail and AirMail a try if you're not happy with the stock iOS mail app. But what do you use on your phone? I use the stock iOS mail app. And on my Android, and, I use the stock Android and, mail app. And, and since you know we pay for an, uh, an Office 365 subscription, I even tried using Outlook. And I didn't like that one as much I, as the stock iOS I app. I love Outlook so. on my computer, on my desktop. I hate it on my phone. Yeah. So, hmm. so, and Joseph, if you want to try something else on Android, uh, since you need to manage multiple accounts, all email access may work for you. If your accounts are all Google accounts, then Google offers a Gmail app on both iOS and Android that is popular with some users, though it doesn't give you that unified inbox. True. Uh, if you use a different provider, they'll also almost certainly have their own apps as well. ProtonMail, FastMail, Zoho, Microsoft, and others, they all have their own email apps. For the most part, nothing is revolutionary, and they all more or less look and work like each other, so I wouldn't expect any huge differences between them. Yeah. Intotomorrow.com. Do you take a lot of medicine or take care of someone that does? Hero is the new smart device that makes life easier by pre-sorting a 90-day supply of up to 10 different pills. Just pour them in and Hero does the rest. So easy to use and saves me so much time. I never miss a dose. I'm never late for a dose anymore. And that is so critical to me. What I like best about my Hero is that it's so easy to set up and it's so easy to use. And I don't have to worry about my pills or get distracted and forget, did I take that pill or not? Because it reminds me. It alerts and dispenses with the push of a button. Plus, Hero sends a friendly alert to you and a caregiver. Hero is amazing. But you could even live out of state with the person and still program their Hero from the convenience of your phone. I feel better than I have ever felt simply because I have this device. Try Hero risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, you don't keep it. Call 800-613-2715. That's 800-613-2715. 800-613-2715. Call now. Into Tomorrow continues. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow brought to you in part by Omnipod. Discover virtually pain-free insulin delivery with no multiple daily insulin injections. Visit Omnipod.com slash Dave. Oh, yeah. Omnipod.com slash Dave. Please do us a favor. Visit there and you'll see why I continue to use Omnipod myself. And, and stay tuned for just a few minutes to be joined by Emma McGowan, a privacy and security advocate with Avast. She's going to be sharing what parents need to know before their kids log on to their devices this school year. Ah, there you go. Very important stuff. Feeling stressed or anxious? Yeah, of course. Spending even a few minutes in meditation can help restore your calm and inner peace. With this week's Into Tomorrow Wellness Tip brought to you by Human Touch, here's Victoria Ladock. Thanks, Dave. Anyone can practice meditation. It's simple, inexpensive, and can be done in only a few minutes. A good technique for beginners is as easy as inhaling and exhaling. Find a quiet spot, free of distractions, where you can sit or lie down comfortably. Focus all your attention on your breathing. Concentrate on feeling and listening as you inhale through your nostrils and exhale through your mouth. Breathe deeply and slowly. When your attention wanders, gently return your focus to your breathing. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Victoria Ladock. Back to you, Dave. Oh, I'm stress-free now. The Into Tomorrow Wellness Tip is brought to you by Human Touch. For wellness every day, be sure to visit humantouch.com and rejuvenate your mind and body. You know what else relieves stress? The cool 
into tomorrow. Hot summer giveaway. Oh, yes, indeed. It certainly does relieve stress because we're adding more new things. Check out the post at intotomorrow.com. But we've got goodies for you when we hear you on the air. That's the key, such as... Speaking of keys, the Casio CTS-1000V keyboard that can speak words. Oh, aren't you clever. That's yeah. worth 450 bucks. How about the $1,500 Denago 48-volt electric bike from bike.com? Awesome. Blue Jour provided several of their Cube Mini PCs with a unique design, valued at $750 bucks a pop. They're really cool. Obvious Solutions has their Minute Minder, not Minute Minder, no, their Minder laptop tower stands, and they sent several of their Minder portable folding Bluetooth keyboards. You might want to snag one of those. Sanjean has provided several RCR40 AM FM Bluetooth digital clock radios. Oh, they're pretty neat. There's, they're valued at $150 bucks for a radio but it's got lots of cool stuff. Hampton Products International will make your home even smarter than it might already be with their security lights with cameras, their power strip and surge protectors, pan and tilt indoor cameras, floodlight bulbs that are adjustable, and all kinds of other goodies. All you have to do to win is participate by letting us hear you on the show. Use the Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com, hit that uh, message to studio button on our free app, or call 800-899-INTO. When you're a new podcaster, you may need a little help setting everything up. Like us at Into Tomorrow, you want a company that's there when you need them, who actually picks up the phone when you call. That's Blueberry Podcasting. Call 1-877-729-8642 or visit Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. This our 27th year on the air, bringing you the latest in consumer tech. And of course, that includes things like products and services, gadgets and gizmos, websites and apps, all sorts of neat things available today and into tomorrow. We love it when you participate on the program because when you do, that really makes the show. Your questions, your comments, your tech rage, your help for other listeners, whatever the case, we love hearing from you. And there's three easy ways. I'm going to go through them real quick. There's an 800 number I'll give you in a moment. Or you can download the free Into Tomorrow app and click on the Message to Studio button. That's a really good way. It's our favorite way for you to participate because you sound like you're right here sitting, sitting in the studio with us. Or you can visit us anytime on any device with a browser and a microphone, your tablet, your computer, your laptop, your smartphone, to intotomorrow.com. On the right-hand side, you'll see an Ask Dave red microphone button. You can click that and join us. Or you can call anytime again, 24-7, 800-899-INTO, 800-899-4686. As kids grow, especially over the summer, does their online fluency and big digital choices come with each milestone? Yeah, of course. 
Well, Internet usage has become an increasingly important feature of education, making the return to the classroom an opportune time to discuss online safety. So joining us now is the privacy and security advocate with Avast, Emma McGowan. Emma, welcome into tomorrow. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you because this is certainly an important topic. And and leave it to Avast, which, by the way, is much more than free antivirus. We're going to get into some of the cool things you're doing. But there are ways to protect our children against online threats, especially this school year. And with them being online even more because of homework and other things, we wanted to address this with you. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're... When we're talking about protecting kids online, we really like to sort of talk about a two-pronged approach with the first prong being parenting, right? Yeah. <laughs> Having conversations, talking with your kids, starting really early as soon as you hand them that iPhone to keep them quiet in the car. <laughs> Having conversations about who's a friend online, who's, who, who's not, how do you know, age-appropriate things like that. Uh, and on the flip side, software. So cybersecurity, you mentioned, I'm from Avast. Um, we have a, a product called Avast One that does all your cybersecurity, privacy. We've got a built-in VPN, and you just run it in the background, and it covers all your devices in your family. Very good. And, of course, you guys have been doing this for quite some time. You're not, you haven't popped up out of the woodwork and said, yeah, we can help. You've been helping for a long time. Yeah, VAS has been around for basically as long as the internet has been around. Um, our founders in the late 80s in Czech Republic actually created the first antivirus uh, software with a smuggled floppy disk into Czech Republic. So it's oh. a, a long, long history there. Wow. You're bringing us back and dating ourselves. Smuggled yeah. floppy disk. <laughs> a floppy disk. I can hear the Gen Zers going, what the heck is that? Well, we'll get into that another time. But but what do we really need to know, Emma, in terms of of our kids being online these days. You brought up some good points early on, but as parents, and I'm certainly glad you started with that, it's up to us to really keep a good eye on what's going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it can be really scary, right? It can be intimidating. Your kid is, you know, talking all this stuff about Minecraft or, you know, doing a TikTok dance, and you're like, what what is that? What are you doing? Why are you moving so weird? What is Minecraft? Um, and, but the thing to keep in mind is, as a parent, you actually do know the world better than your kid, and the digital world is part of the world. And also, you know your kid better than anyone. You're the expert on your kid, right? So your kid might be an expert TikTok dancer, but you're the expert on them. Boy, um, let's hope. So, yeah. <laughs> so just staying involved. Staying involved with your kid's digital life same way you would with their their physical life you know maybe they come home from school and you say hey how was school today maybe be like oh what did you what did you build in minecraft or what did you learn on tiktok can you show me and that really opens up space to have conversations about uh some of the bigger online security and privacy stuff Oh, and what a great idea, Emma. I've really never thought of it that way, but include the things that they love to do. It's not just about, let's see your homework or what you do in school. and that. But yeah, ask about Minecraft and what they may have built or ask about the latest thing on TikTok, because I think then you're going to help your kids learn to be more open with you at any age. Exactly, exactly. And 
you know, I think all parents know that just lecturing at, at kids and saying, you know, don't do this or do do this is not a very effective way to get kids to do things. Yeah. Um, so making it fun, meeting them where they're at, uh, even if where they're at is kind of strange or even kind of boring to you as an adult. <laughs> yeah, pretend to show interest and, and it'll help. Yep, yep, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so then, of course, we've got so many family devices now, too, whether it's just the kid's smartphone itself or other devices that the, the kids have access to around the home. How do we best secure them? So that's when we get into, we're talking more digital solutions, right? Yeah, so of course. Uh, the one that most parents know about is parental controls, and those are great when kids are little. Uh, but when we get into about middle and high school ages, they're going to know how to get around parental controls. That's just part of being a kid and a teen in, in the world today. Yeah. Um, so as a backup to your conversations that you've been having with them since they were small, you're also going to want to have a cybersecurity software on there. Uh, like I mentioned, we have a vast one. Great way to do it. Set it and forget it. And that's important because it will protect multiple devices as well. So you, it'll take care of the smartphone, the tablet, the desktop computer, the laptop, whatever the kids or the parents, whoever's in the house, might be using. Exactly. Yeah, we want to make sure you've got full coverage because I know you know how many devices does a family have these days it's probably a lot so oh, yeah making sure that there's no gaps in that security fence and of course surrounding online privacy especially with the kids and again it's awesome you touched on that a little bit earlier but I'm sure you've got some more some more great tips to share with our audience to to really help us with the kids and keeping as much online privacy as we possibly can these days absolutely so one thing um, is to really take a look at your browser. Uh, so different browsers, uh, your browsers where you access websites, right? So different browsers are going to have different security and privacy built in. Um, and ours in particular, a vast secure browser, we've made sure that that is front and center. So that's a, a great thing to have. Um, another, like when we're talking about the parenting part rather than the technology part, Another good move is to, um, sorry, talk about, talk about what is sensitive information, right? I've used that term a couple times. Yeah. So sensitive information includes your email address, your full name, your kid's full name, birth dates, uh, home addresses, things like that. And also even stuff like your uh, pet's names, because those can be used in security questions. Um, so really going through with your kid, what, what are those things? What do we share with people online? What do we keep to ourselves? Gotcha. We're chatting with Emma McGowan, privacy and security advocate with Avast. And you could visit them at avast.com for much more information. Stay tuned as Into Tomorrow continues. We'll be right back with Emma right after this. Guys, stop putting your love life on hold. U.S. Pharmacy has some exciting news. If you've been wanting to try Viagra or Cialis, now is the perfect time. Call today and receive 90 little blue or little yellow pills for only $119 with free shipping. Why order some low-dose sildenafil from one of those subscription services when we can give you what you want now? Call 888-856-8066 and we'll rush your order, discreetly packaged to your door. Been thinking of trying something new to help your love life? Call U.S. Pharmacy 
at 1-888-856-8066 for as little as $119 for 90 pills. Need your package in a hurry? Call 888-856-8066 and ask about our express shipping option and we'll rush your order to you as soon as possible. Save money on this little blue or yellow pill you've been wanting to try. That's 888-856-8066. Again, 888-856-8066. Welcome back into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. We're chatting with the privacy and security advocate with Avast, Emma McGowan. And I know that uh, Avast One is simple to use, but I didn't realize it can also clean, update, and even speed up our devices. Correct. Yeah, we've got a built-in device cleanup uh, product in there as well. So you can really, you know, maybe your kid's been doing, doing, downloading things or, you know, doing things maybe they shouldn't have been doing. And that's a great way to keep keep stuff nice and tidy and fast. Yes, you got to like that by all means. How is it that you think, Emma, the best way to support our children as they start their digital journey? Because, of course, we're talking about much younger kids now. Uh, really get in there at the, at the get-go. And I guess probably one of the best tips that you've provided already was be involved with them right away from the start. And, keep, and that way you can stay and be able to keep involved, yes? Absolutely. Like So rather than thinking, rather than having a device almost be like a babysitter, right? Like yeah. you let it take care of the kid while you can do other things, which is fine sometimes. People, you know, parents need time. Um, but also making sure to be actively involved in what's going on there, uh, be in that quote-unquote space with them, um, and starting to have those those conversations help them develop those great critical thinking skills that will help them really navigate the internet as they get older. And I'm always hearing my audience in my head as I'm interviewing someone. And in this case, you hit the nail on the head and talked about as they get older. How do you, as a parent, deal with an older child, now maybe in high school, and you still want to help that they're being safe and you want to protect them and you want to protect their privacy but now there's that fine line of that you tend to cross as as a parent where it's like mom dad enough okay i get it you know i know what i know what to do <laughs> you know how, how do you get the warm fuzzies still being able to help the older kids yeah um so this is i think this is really an extension of what you're doing when they're younger right so uh, teenagers are doing stuff online too. It's going to be different stuff, obviously, than uh, younger kids are doing, but maybe trying to stay involved with that world as much as they'll let you be involved, showing that you're interested. Um, and also at this point, really trusting that you've done a good job as a parent, that you've really set them up for success online. The same way that, uh, you know, they're going to get their license at 16. And in order to prepare them for that, you didn't just like, put them in the car and say, go ahead, kid, drive. Have fun. Oh, yeah. Good right? point. <laughs> <laughs> you did driver's ed. You talked to them about not looking at their phone when they're driving. You talked to them about driving while intoxicated, all these really important safety things. So the idea is we're going to be doing all those important safety things with the internet as well. And so by the time they're quote unquote driving on their own, they're able to do that safely. Oh, 
Love it. Great, great advice and input. And again, get them while they're young. <laughs> you know, start yeah, exactly. start that digital journey uh, as soon as the kids are. And it seems like they're getting younger and younger. You know, my 10-year-old grandson has had a phone for the last two years, even though his parents said they weren't going to do that. You know, but it gets yeah. difficult when he's now the only one in school that didn't have a phone. So, of course, you had to get one. And But, you know, at what age do you find that parents are, are giving the kids a tablet or a phone, whether it's for school or not. It seems to be much younger these days. Yeah, I would say it varies, obviously, from family to family. But um, one way to really kind of keep a handle on that is even if they have their own devices, creating what we call a digital schedule with them. So rather than talking about like screen time, because I mean, screen time feels very nebulous these days with online schooling and all this kind of stuff. Um, So rather than talking about screen time, let's talk about a digital schedule. So there are times when we use devices, times when we don't, which devices we're using, what we're using them for, and um, holding yourself to that as well so that everybody's kind of on the same page about, when when we're on the internet, basically, and when we're doing that. Sure. Emma, you are a wealth of information, and I trust that we can get you back again soon because you've brightened us up and really lit a couple of extra light bulbs, I think, with things that perhaps most of us weren't thinking about. So I'm glad to have had you on the show, and we appreciate you joining us. Yeah, thank you. I'm happy to come back anytime. Terrific. Emma McGowan, privacy and security advocate, no doubt, with Avast and Avast.com, where you can learn how to protect more of what what you love, especially your family. A-V-A-S-T dot com. We'll get you there when you visit intotomorrow.com. I'm Dave Graveline. Stay tuned. Much more to come right here on the Advanced Media Network. Do you take a lot of medicine or take care of someone that does? Hero is the new smart device that makes life easier by pre-sorting a 90-day supply of up to 10 different pills. Just pour them in and Hero does the rest. So easy to use and saves me so much time. I never miss a dose. I'm never late for a dose anymore. And that is so critical to me. What I like best about my Hero is that it's so easy to set up and it's so easy to use. And I don't have to worry about my pills or get distracted and forget, did I take that pill or not? Because it reminds me. It alerts and dispenses with the push of a button. Plus, Hero sends a friendly alert to you and a caregiver. Hero is amazing, but you could even live out of state with the person and still program their Hero from the convenience of your phone. I feel better than I have ever felt simply because I have this device. Try Hero risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, you don't keep it. Call 800-613-2715. That's 800-613-2715. 800-613-2715. Call now. Welcome back to Into Tomorrow. I'm Cameron Graveline, the real brains behind this operation. What? So if you have a tech question, ask Dave so he can ask me. Call 800-899-INTO. That's 800-899-4686. Or use the free Into Tomorrow app. Call in. Win stuff. Thank you. 
<laughs> thank you. And then he goes to watch Netflix. So uh-huh. what the heck? But thank you, Cameron. He's absolutely correct. Calling in winning stuff is what it's all about, especially since we've only got through the end of this month. Actually, what, through Labor Day is kind of yeah. when we officially end every year our big summer giveaway. So if you've been waiting to call in, wait no longer. Get a call in, get a question, a comment, a concern, help for another listener, some tech rage, whatever, but be heard on the air. In fact, that's what we wanted to remind folks. We got a couple of other calls this past week that they just wanted to be on the air to win stuff, and it doesn't work that way. Ask a question or help a listener, That what we say all the time. Yeah, we had somebody call in, and their, their, in place of their question was just, I could really use one of those uh, gaming hard drives. Yeah, well, me too. But, yeah. you know, I, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it qualify. doesn't work that way. Yeah. And then somebody else called in similarly with wanting to just win something. So did I win? You know, like they asked a question. That's not a consumer tech question. Come on, folks. Play fair. We're fair. We don't make you jump through hoops. We don't make you answer goofy trivia questions. We don't make you pay for a podcast. You do get our podcast for free, right? You want to, trust me. We don't make you do any of those weird things. We just ask you to participate. Join us on the air. You being heard on the show is what makes the show. But don't call in and say, all right, here's my question. Uh, can I get the e-bike? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and again, do it quick, because once we hit those uh, broadcasts from IFA in Berlin, that's it. No more summer giveaway. That's true, because the whole rest of September is our coverage of IFA from Berlin, Germany. You do not want to miss that. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet. Enjoy more of everything the Internet has to offer. Text RADIO to 35000. There you go. So text that word RADIO, right? R-A-D-I-O. Yes. And you text it to 35000. Yes. It's very, very easy. Jump aboard the time machine. You've got mail. Time to head into yesterday with This Week in Tech History. History, 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 history. history. Anything happened this week in tech history? This week in 1877, a brand new telephone system was being set up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Thomas Edison wrote the president of the telegraph company and stated that the word hello would be a more appropriate greeting than ahoy, which was suggested by Alexander Graham Bell. At the time, Edison envisioned the telephone as a business device only, with a permanently open line to parties at either end. Some people had the idea of an alarm bell at each end to alert one office that the other office wanted to speak. <laughs> Edison's letter said, quote, Friend David, I don't think we should need a call bell as hello can be heard 10 to 20 feet away. What do you think? Hello became the standard greeting as the first telephone exchanges equipped by Edison were set up across the U.S. and operation manu- manuals adopted the word. But that's interesting because you figure, hello, we all know it that way now, but they had to come up with it first. Uh-huh. Hmm. In 1915, Charles Kettering of Detroit, Michigan, patented the electric automobile self-starter. Before the electric self-starting engine, drivers had to go in front of their car and turn a hand crank to start the engine. Oh, yes. Oh, Oh, calm yes. down. Calm down. It was just a hand crank. Okay. This was a very dangerous process that sometimes caused injury when the crank would kick back and strike the unsuspecting driver. Most illogical. In fact, it was an accident in 1908 when a close friend of Harry Leland, the chief at Cadillac, died due to complications when an automobile crank broke his jaw. <laughs> That wasn't funny. So Leland turned to Charles Kettering to come up with a better way to start the vehicle. And this week in 1985, the machine that revolutionized the world's offices, the original Xerox 914 copier, took its place among the honored machines of other eras at the Smithsonian Institution's National Museum of American History. 
The document copier had been formally introduced to the world in March of 1960, and in just 25 years, the machine invented by Chester Carlson, a patent lawyer, had become obsolete enough to make it into the museum. Wow. That's our look back at This Week in Tech History, brought to you by IFA in Berlin, the global innovation show since 1924 for consumer tech and home appliances, and by IFA Next, the launchpad for innovations. Get more info on these uh, massive annual retail events at ifa-berlin.com. And unlike CES and most other trade shows, especially in this country, you can go. The general public can visit. So join us. In Berlin next month. Check it all out. Eva Berlin dot com. <laughs> <laughs>